So I think the one mantra that I live by is that I don't fear tough times or I rather no more fear tough times. In fact, I believe that when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Okay. And now the three elements uh, that go behind that mantra are three things. One of that is gratitude that I spoke of. The other two are something called sabra, which is patience. I've always believed that trust the process and give time some time. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high-achieving 9-to-5-er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos, and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Welcome to the Success with Savita show and joining me today is my lovely guest Deepika Trihan. Deepika is the founder of the How Forum and Corporate Diva. Her organization works across verticals of holistic employee well-being and a women leadership development platform Corporate Diva that aims at transforming women professionals into leaders. The platform addresses the upskilling and support needs of the entire life cycle of women professionals from getting women in university corporate ready to realization and activation of emerging women leaders to segueing women into senior leadership to returning career women and women entrepreneurs corporate diva has enrichment for all. She has been awarded multiple times including the top 100 global diversity and inclusion leaders by ET Now, awardee of representing India on a four-week scholarship to Israel for innovation in a women's health program, applauded in person by Ms. Cherry Blair for her work in women leadership development and honored as iconic women by Women Economic Forum. She is also listed as a top impactful woman CEO building women leaders in times of the COVID pandemic and has recently been awarded as Karnataka's top woman leader. Join us in our conversation as we discuss her life story and her journey so far. Hi and welcome to the Women Making an Impact series and with me today is Deepika Trehan and I hope I've got that right Deepika, welcome to the show and uh, thank you so much for making the time to be here with me today and for sharing uh, your time so generously with me. So welcome and uh, I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. Completely my pleasure Savita, in fact uh... I've heard that your podcasts are rated in one of the top 10 podcasts. So I'm excitedly looking forward to it. <laughs> yes. So uh, the, we just launched the podcast. So I, I'm looking at having powerhouses like your like women, powerhouses like you on the podcast. So we just launched and uh, we've just crossed 5K uh, listens, which is good in three weeks. So we're hoping to hit 100K this year. And I'm so excited that you are in this journey uh, or in the podcast journey with me. And uh, on that note, we'll dive right in. Before we get started to all the audience who are listening and watching, I want you, I want to make a quick introduction. Normally, all my guests are so much better at introducing their own work. But here's this one thing that I want to say. Deepika is the founder of the How Forum and the Corporate Diva 
uh, and Corporate Diva, which is a platform that builds women leaders. And on that note, Deepika, I'm going to dive into the first question that I have for you, your journey so far, and what made you start uh, Corporate Diva? Hey, thanks. Thanks, Avita. Uh, well, the journey so far has been like a roller coaster. Uh, it's been of things that one never planned for, mm -hmm. never foresaw. But it's been interesting. And, uh, you know, like they say that life has looked better when you see it from a rear view mirror as to where you've achieved, where you've reached, what you've done. And, um, yeah. and, and that's where it's been hugely gratifying. Uh, more to say that, you know, one, when one looks back, I think every challenge, every failure, every achievement, everything, uh, every learning has literally been like, you know, Providence putting the uh, pieces of jigsaw into place. And of course, there's this scope for more pieces to come by. But um, to, to go back, um, starting about now plus two decades ago, I was a very ambitious young uh, girl at work. Um, at, at a tender age of about 19, when I started working, um, I pretty much had my plans clear. I pretty much had a vision of where I wanted to be and even at that age and time, I pretty much had clarity in the roadmap that I want to follow and that I want to take forward to, towards my professional development. So I come from an armed forces background. My dad was in the army. And um, alongside, he was a, he's, a, he's a paratrooper. He's a mountaineer. He's done an expedition to Antarctica. So I think adventure also runs in my DNA. Um, least to say that life heard that and it became even more adventurous. But yes, as I said, I started off as a professional who was very, very aspirational, uh, who, according to her, had clarity. But, uh, you know, like they say that life happens when you're busy planning it. Mm. Similar for me, while I was doing, you know, progressing well in, in the HR domain, which was my expertise, mm -hmm. um, I had to move abroad uh, because of marriage and because my, my, my husband was uh, on an assignment abroad and all of that. And it was just like, okay, I'll just take like a six month sabbatical and come back and rejoin work. And, you know, so that's all right. One odd glitch here and there is fine. But um, when I moved outside the country, uh, those six months turned out to be close to a decade. And close to a decade, I was out of the country trying to figure out what next in life mm. because challenges came one after the other and I was like in in countries that were poles apart I first moved to South Africa for three years and then to Moscow for five and a half years so uh, literally South Pole to North Pole yeah. and as soon as I would overcome a challenge of maybe adapting myself culturally and and things like that um, and the work visas would get sorted I would either be with a baby bump or ready to move countries, literally. But what happened in those years was I was very active at the Indian embassy. So I realized that uh, I can't be, you know, just, just not doing nothing. Uh, so I, I went up to the Indian embassies and I would tell them that here are my expertise, anything, any work for me, do add me onto your mailing list for Indian cultural get togethers and all of that. And through that, I made friends with, with, people of different countries, cultures as well, because not only was I active in my embassy, I would go to other embassies and visit 
uh, and, and learn uh, a lot from there. And then uh, there came a time where I was gaining stability in a foreign land and then we had to move again. So moved to another foreign land. Now this time was even more challenging because it was minus 30, minus 40 degrees temperatures that I was exposed to. It was uh, a non-English speaking country at that time. Uh, I had to learn the language. I was bringing up two little children. Uh, my daughter and my son were just, just tiny toddlers um, at that time. And uh, yet again, I was in touch with the embassy. I was in touch with the Moscow University. So what I'm trying to say here is even though when times were challenging for me on active work, I never discount those years out of my professional journey. Because, and that's, that's one thing that I firmly believe on is that, you know, often when women are on a sabbatical, they negate those years out of their professional lives. Whereas the amount of life skill learning, the amount of cross-cultural sensitization, the amount of crossing cultural barriers and today what we call as diversity, inclusion and all of that, that I learned at a time where supposedly I was off work was colossal. Yeah. And then we came back to India, which is where, uh, you know, I again started settling in a little bit. We were in Mumbai for five years and that's where I started, you know, I, I've been a Tata Skip uh, candidate as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I worked with Mrs. Geeta Gopala Krishnan with, at Tata's as well. Mm -hmm. So settling in down there and that's when the move to Bangalore happened. Okay. So each time, you know, you, you thought that you were Somewhere. settling in, each time there was some kind of a turbulence that picked you out from there and replanted you somewhere. And as soon as you saw growth there, you were again replanted. So by the time we moved to Bangalore is when I realized that however it has been, I've actually completed an entire life cycle of a woman professional right from being an ambitious young woman to being someone on a sabbatical to someone striving back to come back and return back to career yeah. to uh, you know being uh, a social entrepreneur finding my true north and leading a life with purpose i have completed that entire life cycle which is why corporate diva happened okay. um, corporate diva didn't just happen like that i first through the years went through a, a, a health and well-being journey and that's what led me to build a platform called the Health of Women Forum, which was focusing on employee well-being. And a lot of that now is taken care of by uh, a third-party organization. Of course, the protocol standards are met and all of that. But my then, when I was doing all of that work, I came across numerous women at work in their corporate offices. And I realized that there is a gap. There is a gap. We see so many less of women leaders in places where it matters, in positions where decisions are made. Where are we? And that's what led me to form a platform, an ecosystem uh, of building women leaders called Corporate Diva. Wow. Okay. I have to say you had such a uh, fascinating journey, right? Often when you see someone and they are doing a program, you only just see what is seen now. But the the story behind is what makes it uh, what it is now, right? And your journey is so fascinating. I cannot imagine what life was like in Moscow. So hats off to you on that. But uh, I think like launching Cooperativa must have obviously not been easy, right? Um, so I know you shared before all the challenges. I think that you articulated so well. Going 
um, when you started this platform, what kind of challenges have you seen? And also the challenges could be personally for you or what you saw in the workplace, uh, especially with all this DNI and all of that going on. Very interesting question and something very close to my heart because corporate diva from the word go has been challenging. Okay. Right from its name diva. Okay. You know, we all have that boxed understanding perception of the word diva. Yeah. It means glamour and it means, uh, you know, that, that celebrity-like feeling and, and all of that. But I think through my journey, I realized that Diva can, can have a bigger impact. Every woman at work is a diva in her own right. Mm. A diva for showing up at work every single day besides all the challenges that she comes across. Yeah. A diva for multitasking, for nurturing, for caregiving and yet reporting to work. A diva for what she brings to the table. A diva for, for her credibilities, her potentials um, and, and you know performing at par with men Right. Uh, so those were my reasons behind Diva. Mm. So my initial challenge with Corporate Diva was the fact that I would actually walk into organizations where I would like to meet the HR heads or diversity heads and talk about this whole thing of, you know, uh, building more women leaders, uh, enabling them to own their credibility, which, which is already within them. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't even allowed to meet the HR because everybody thought that Diva is another ramp walk program. Oh. And they said that, no, madam, we are not interested in fashion show for our working women. So it was from the word go a challenge to okay. prove what Diva was. Mm -hmm. And there were a, a couple of mentors uh, in the journey who came by and said that maybe you want to think to rename it, change it to something more corporate-ish and things like that. But um, Savita, I was just so determined to, I said, when we are here challenging the status quo, mm -hmm. right? Why must I be giving into it from the conception itself? Okay, yeah. So I was very clear that I had my belief in the word diva. I had my own side of the coin to look at the word diva. And, and slowly, slowly today, eight years down the line, it's been a tough journey, but today, Corporate Diva is supported by people like Sherry Blair, Mr. Mohandas Pai, uh, Gul Panag, Mr. Abhinav Bindra. So it's taken me time. It's taken a lot of grit. It's taken a lot of challenging the status quo each time I went to organizations, each time I interacted with women. Uh, and it's taken me huge, huge amount of persuasion to tell women that look beyond what you look yourself in the mirror as. Yeah. There is a lot within, and that's where the potential lies. That's where that fire is. Uh, but it's been a gratifying journey, and lovely to see the results, lovely to see the platform go global uh, and impact so many people. So challenges at every step. The most recent one being that I, as a person, always believe that impact happens in an offline scenario only. And I, you know, when, when the, the pandemic happened, the team said, what do we do now? I said, we have two, two options. Either we stay on with the offline impact part of it and wait for the pandemic to get over whenever that happens. Right. Or let's take a plunge. Let's pivot online. Nothing to lose. Worst case, if it doesn't work, we'll sit back and then wait for the pandemic, but don't leave any scope for regret. Right. So we pivoted. And you won't believe, Savita, you know, 
January 2020, Corporate Diva was three cities that is Delhi, Bangalore, Mumbai, and we were about to launch Hyderabad. And February 2021, we have our presence in 12 countries. Wow! So that's a pivot story, and yeah. that was all not wanting to give into a challenge without testing waters hands-on. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break, and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Yeah. I think your passion and your grit just comes through as you're speaking. I I can actually sense it. So I'm gonna like that's an interesting uh, point that you make around impact. My next question was to be uh, was going to be what has been the impact of corporate diva. But let me ask you this. Uh, let's say I'm someone who's going through this program. Um, how how is it changing for me? Like, can you just walk me through what the program is? um and what is the impact on me as a participant in this program um how do i exit out of the program sure so uh it all comes from a space of my own experience mm-hmm. right uh and living every moment of of that professional life cycle so today corporate diva caters to the entire life cycle of a woman professional where we have cohorts for women in university getting them corporate ready two emerging women leaders in terms of their activation and realization of the concept of leadership mm-hmm. to senior women leaders segueing into the boardroom and you know we all say that the, those are the women that have somewhere broken the glass cliff yeah. uh, or, or the glass ceiling but there's a glass cliff beyond that's where their actual credibility is questioned at every point in time because you have men saying that you know women women get emotional they aren't decision makers so that segue into the boardroom as well as cohorts for women that are returning to career and women entrepreneurs so we kind of address to the entire life cycle through cohorts that range from 2 days to 30 days okay right? and depending on what section of women it is for um uh, we have coaching mentoring um and the the best thing about the the cohorts is that none of the cohorts um savita even in an online world none of them are pre-recorded or recorded sessions okay. they are all live they are all tailored in fact even our uh, flagship program corporate diva the two day program that also we do it once a quarter only because the rest of the quarter then we wait and see what the market scenario is what is the need of the hour and which is where when the pandemic struck we customize that cohort to dealing with an online world okay and when exhaustion fatigue of the online world set in we customize the cohort the next cohort on leading with fun because we were now getting exhausted of online and all of that yeah. so all these cohorts happen with a lot of thought that goes behind them mm-hmm. they are not pre conditioned or they're not kind of uh, automated or you know things like that they are addressing the need of the hour every hour every quarter that whenever the cohort goes out okay. now how women enroll in is that um, it's quite an easy task you know uh, reaching out to organizations having them sponsor 3 4 5 whatever of them yeah but um, one is every cohort is not more than about maximum 18 women in a cohort okay two is that our priority is not uh you know uh, corporate sponsorship because then it becomes just another leadership program which is a tick yeah. mark 
for anybody. Yeah. Um, and the third thing is they go through a very rigorous selection process to be on board because that's where we evaluate their mental readiness. You know, you mm. could have had somebody with a decade full of experience, but not ready in her mind to even think on leadership. And you could have had somebody just five, seven years into the industry, but knows exactly where she wants to head to, probably has a vision in mind. Um, that's the person that we would take in because she's mentally yeah. ready for it. Yeah. So the selection process happens. And fourth is that like our own health, I believe that growth progress is also something that I need to own. Yeah. Yes, my organization could support me. Yes, my organization could sponsor me at a later date or whatever, but I can't sit hand in hand, you know, saying that, no, I will wait for my organization to identify a caliber in me and then I will go through a leadership journey. Yeah. I think my growth, I own it and I've got to invest in my own growth. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I love that your program is uh, like, you know, you have to choose. It's it's not something that the organization's doing because uh, this is something that I've seen, uh, although I don't do um, corporate workshops, but, you know, we've all been in corporate. I spent 17 years in corporate. Going to that training program was the biggest pain, right? And we would fight our bosses. And it, then you'd sit there trying not to think about work and then, you know, talk about how, okay, I have to go back and now work extra because there's so much work set up. So I love that this is by choice. You are taking charge of what you want to see happen in your career. And that's, I think that's the beauty of this program and I, I really love it. Okay, on that uh, note, my next question to you is, so we know, you know, openly, every broadly, all of us are speaking about the gaps that's there uh, in the workplace that women are dealing with, right? But what are gaps that you have observed and you're also addressing obviously through the program, but what are the gaps that women in the workplace are dealing with uh, and they must get past if they want to step into those leadership roles. And I think maybe even if they've got past the senior management role, and like you said, you break the glass ceiling after that is like a cliff. What is that that they are dealing with to really get to that uh, leadership role? Couple of things. I think the first thing is I'm going to give a corollary of leadership to, to health and well-being. Mm -hmm. you know, um, when I was at a stage where I was 94 kgs after my second child, right? Okay. And what I realized in the long run was that I wasn't grappling the, the weight that I saw outside, right? Physically was the weight I was carrying mentally. And that was translating externally. Similar is a leadership journey for, for any woman professional. Mm. A lot of the gaps that we notice right? That are apparent, let's say gender gaps, or let's say lesser women in leadership or lesser opportunities or, and things like that are a lot of the gaps that women are internalizing. Okay. We are not having our ask clear. Mm -hmm. We are going through the imposter syndrome day in and day out, questioning our own credibility. We are not challenging the status quo and saying that, you know, I'm, I'm equally worthy. Or let me give it a try and, and let me see what I come out with. So we're not challenging our own selves. And that's what the gap then translates outwardly. So we are okay being called emotional. We are okay being into industry sector specific areas like HR and all of that and not okay challenging the status quo and taking up certain things. But I think 
the the apparent gaps are bridging yeah trust you me organizations are doing their bit to to give that nudge to women yeah. um and besides that that's where corporate diva steps in is that the nudge outwardly from the organization is there mm-hmm. yet there is not much translation is because the nudge has to happen within i need to come out and uh you know uh be vulnerable i need to come out and share what i'm going through mm-hmm. i need to come out and talk about my capability so these are given fancier terms like just coming out and talking about my capability is personal branding in yeah. today's time uh expressing myself and communicating is executive presence in today's time uh similarly things so i think there is a lot internally that one has to the moment they cross the barrier of self awareness um understanding their own capabilities mm-hmm. unapologetically owning what what their passions are and then having the ask clear yeah. these can have huge potential of bridging a lot more internal and external gaps yeah. with we just maybe your diversity token of placing a couple of women on the board just because there is gender parity required yeah but if you really want to make a difference like i have a lot of organizations coming to me and saying that you know we're doing this uh women's day 6 months 6 week kind of a intervention so we'd like to invite you as a speaker I love doing that so I will show up for that but my first question to them is that what is the tangibility of this mm. how are you assessing the impact when you're having speaker sessions yeah and what how much of an impact would one speaker session do what purpose does it serve and yeah. that's where there are a lot of question marks there we don't have a tangibility metric which which shows us that all right if this has been done uh here are the results so i encourage organizations to not look at it at a short term thing not look at it at a checklist or a token kind of a uh, need or requirement i encourage organizations also to take it up as tangible benefits because look at the numbers i mean i'm if, if everything needs to back be backed with numbers and an economic benefit women can add trillions of dollars to the economy when they show up in leadership roles Yeah. So we nobody's doing anybody a favor here we're talking plain and simple numbers Brilliant. I resonate with all the points that you're saying, and yes, it's so true about the imposter syndrome. Uh, and yes, people need to start showing up uh, for themselves. All of this can be given, and there's so much information that you can find also outside. But you have got to unapologetically own it, like you said. On that, um, the moving on from that question, uh, I want to know what does a day in your life look like? So let's bring this to you, and what's the behind the scenes? tell me about deepika a day in my life is a very ordinary day uh yes i wake up with gratitude mm-hmm. every single day pre pandemic post pandemic i don't kind of you know kind of sectionize when i need to pay gratitude i think i start my day with gratitude the very fact that one has woken up healthy and alive yeah. i think it's 90% of the blessing that one can ask for so i wake up with that but um beyond that i the the first half of the day or i think the the first couple of hours of the day i'm a hands on nurturer i'm a hands on mom i'm a hands on wife i'm a hands on homemaker so uh the meals need to be cooked by me kids uh you know i have my daughter giving the board class so just a checklist of where she is what she has done has she done is she prepared well 
checking with my with my son packing tiffins for my husband and and things like that. all of that happens in in the very early start of the day and then is me and my work time mm. so you, you know the pretty much the household knows that 10 30 and you can't touch this woman mm. because she's at work okay. and i'm at work from then to the later part of the uh, evening and uh, for everything that is needed by the household it's absolutely accessible in the kitchen okay. so right from the morning breakfast to lunch to evening snack is prepared in the kitchen early in the morning and kept so you guys are now old enough pick up your plate dish yourself in preheat it in the microwave have it you can't have mom serving it to you all the time also given the time that we're now in a work from home kind of a thing yeah. where everybody is at home yeah um besides that i am a trained classical singer so i love singing uh, and i've inherited the genes of my dad so i like going out for uh, i'm a qualified mountaineer as well so um trekking hiking but long drives are i think i think my all time love is a long drive with loud music and my kind of music okay and what is your kind of music if i may ask that's dependable so if 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 it's a day which is very melancholy i would hear all the sad ones and you know that's when you actually get to understand the lyrics of song but when it's a day when you literally have feel like the world is at your footsteps uh you'll be just bubbling around jumping around so i don't have a particular playlist for anything mm-hmm. it just depends on how i'm feeling and uh, uh but but yes music is my go to okay lovely to know you're a, tr- a classical singer we must hear you sing sometime soon uh, a mantra that you live by i think you've shared that, that but that if you want to be touch upon that about gratitude i think that's like i don't fear tough times or uh, i rather know more fear I, tough times in fact i believe that when the going gets tough the tough get going okay. and now the three elements uh that go behind that mantra are three things one of that is gratitude that i spoke of the other two are something called sabr which is patience i've always believed that trust the process and give time some time uh because things are meant to happen the way they are in their own time right um you cannot you don't have control over it what you have control over it is what you give in what you put into it so no compromises on hard work no compromises on doing my homework right but uh, then surrendering and giving it to time for it to progress and uh, time is proven for a fact that believe in it believe in the purpose the the process mm-hmm. second of course is gratitude that be thankful for anything and everything even in adversity trust you me uh, sabita that um, the hw forum and corporate diva have been built on foundational pillars of the deepest biggest failures that i have experienced in my lifetime where there was lack of support lack of professional ecosystem of sisterhood and all of that which led me to think that there's a need for this and of course well being which was hugely compromised in my uh, earlier earlier uh, journey as as an early mother and the third being um you know sabtera when there is time when you're overwhelmed you think you've done your best you think you couldn't have put in more and yet things don't translate you've got to just look up and say that i surrender sabtera and because i believe that we may be looking at it from a ground floor level and we can just see so much but there's a bigger power that is looking at it from bird's eye view is looking at it from a larger picture will make things happen for which you worked hard 
but at the right time with the, the right kind of impact. And, and that's where one totally surrenders. So Sabru, which is patience, uh, Shukra, which is gratitude, and Saptara is total surrender. These are my three elements that build that mantra of when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And, and that's, that's what brings me to my sanity. So beautifully said. And yes, so much about, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, so I can really connect to uh, your share. I mean, you sharing that it's all, you know, Zabtera, I love that. Um, and of course, I, I, I mean, everybody has their own mantras, but this is really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. A piece of advice before I let you go, I promise this is the last one. <laughs> advice that you have for uh, female leaders, or even if you would like to share for female entrepreneurs, women who are listening to you speak right now. The the only one thing that I would love to, and you know, that's how the that's how my work also started off was to make a woman fall in love again this time with herself. Hmm. Believe more in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, you're convinced about it, then, then don't let go of it. And each time you are pushed to a corner where you want to give up, please remember the diva story, right? I had a million people behind me wanting me to give up on the name diva, but I believed in it. And today the world believes in it. So believe that that little bit more in your own self. If you've got it coming out from your gut, just hang in there, hang on to it. Keep doing the homework that you have to do. I always say that the foundations are uncompromisable in terms of your own homework, your own research, your own studies. Even now, as I said, whenever a cohort is brought forth, there is research that goes behind it. There is statistics that I review and analyze and, and all of that. So that is a given, that has to be a given as a foundation. But beyond that, believe in yourself. There is nothing more powerful than that voice from inside which tells you go on keep going beautifully said thank you so much for sharing such um i mean it's been a very interesting not just an interesting conversation but i think i've myself taken away so many uh, there's so many takeaways from your conversation and i'm sure everyone will find it um a really good uh listen but before that uh, if people want to get in touch with you people want to join corporate diva how can they find you um what's your social link do they find you on linkedin or are you elsewhere you also have a website yeah so if they want to find me i think you could share it also when you post uh, this but uh they can know more about the platform at www.corporate-diva.com yeah. uh, it's not an underscore it's a hyphen so corporate-diva.com and uh, I am D-I-P-I-K-A-T-R-E-H-A-N on LinkedIn. Just get hold of me on LinkedIn. I have my work pretty much like an open book on LinkedIn. So uh, just, just send me a message, send me a text on LinkedIn and you will definitely see me circle back. Maybe a little late or whatever basis on how I'm, uh, you know, kind of tied up with work, but you will definitely hear from me. I reply to every message. Okay, lovely. Thank you so much for your time, Deepika, and thank you for being here with us today. Uh, I so appreciate you giving me this uh, time this evening. And Completely my pleasure. It was lovely chatting up. Thanks for bringing up, you know, it just took me down the memory lane on a couple of questions. So, okay. so thanks. thanks. Oh, nice. Lovely. And all the best. 
I think um, your, your the work you do has such great impact on our world. So all the best in your journey. I look forward to staying connected with you, and I look forward to watching you on this amazing journey. And as you start to as you're changing lives, um, I, I'm I'm very happy to share in your success and watch your success, of course. So all the very best. Thank you so much, Savita. Definitely would stay connected because I always believe that alone one can do just so little together we can do a lot and i totally believe in uh you know uh that with the hashtag together we lead it is only together that we lead i think in isolation i don't see much progress yeah so thanks for inviting me thank you thank you for listening to the podcast if you like this episode and you want more you can go to the show notes on my website which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast if you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.